Episode 62, Vikram Sarabhai. Hello and welcome to AstroTalk UK. ATUK is a not-for-profit amateur astronomy podcast produced by me, Gurubir Singh, an amateur astronomer based in the UK. For more information, see the About and FAQ pages at www.astrotalkuk.org. Vikram Sarabhai is universally accepted across India as the father of its space program. Not really well known outside India, he died suddenly and prematurely at the age of 52 in 1971. He had studied cosmic ray physics and gained his PhD from Cambridge in 1947. The same year, India became an independent nation. He spent the rest of his life implementing a vision prosperity of India and all of its people lay in science. The scientific institutions he built still play a key role in India today. Convincing the Indian population that they had the intellectual capacity to rebuild India with their own hands is perhaps his lasting legacy. The most scholarly biography on his eventful life is Vikram Sarabhai, A Life by Amrita Shah. This episode is recorded with Amrita Shah, conducted fittingly at the Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore. So, Amrita Shah, you don't have a particular interest in space or technology, but what motivated you to write Vikram Sarabhai, A Life, a biography on Vikram Sarabhai? Yes, you're right. I can't say that I have any uh, sort of great interest in space, though you know, I did get interested once I started looking at it. And of course, one has grown up in the 60s, so one has sort of heard about space. But my interest in uh, Dr. Sarabhai was uh, through television. I mean, I had done a book earlier called uh, Hype Hypocrisy and Television right. in Urban India. And, um, and I was, uh, you know, if you read about the history of television in India, then you come across Vikram Sarabhai's name in, in every possible way. He was very keen on bringing television to India. He thought it could be used for development. Um, so his idea, both in terms of hardware uh, and in terms of content and what it could be used for, was very a very important and significant uh, influence in the early days of television. So um, that was what kind of led me to be interested in him. And as a journalist, columnist and author, uh, writing for a national Indian press, uh, writing about hard-hitting social issues, um, how come you ended up with, I suppose, a... Um, was your view, uh, you, was your angle uh, coming from a social impact of what Vikram Sarabha had initiated? I guess it was a mix of, of things. Uh, first, Firstly, really, I think that there's a lot of modern Indian history that's just not been written. And I think he was a really important figure, but there was nothing to read on him. I, I was astounded, actually, by the fact that my curiosity, really, I wanted to read about him. Uh -huh. So I just thought I could walk into a bookshop and buy a book. And I was so amazed to know that there was no biography. That uh, so I guess in a sense my interest just in the my interest in reading about him and then that not being satisfied was one reason. So my interest in let's say 
in documenting modern Indian history is one of the reasons. I can't say that it was the social impact of his work as much as his thinking. I was very intrigued by his mind um, and the ideas he had. I mean, he was a, he was a scientist and a, uh, someone who was sort of, uh, you know, in, in, into technology. And yet he had very clear ideas about the ethical dimensions, about the impact. And that interested me very much. I think we live in a society where there's too much sort of division. And I was interested in a sort of holistic uh, idea. Yes, he, his focus was on national development equally yes. amongst Indians. So, um, it's a very thorough, detailed book. How long did it take you to, to write and what sort of research? Um, about three years. Three years? Yes. Vikram's hometown is in Ahmedabad. Mm -hmm. You obviously went there. Where else did your research take you? Um, I went to Trivandrum and to Thumba. Um, I went to Delhi, of course, uh, Baroda where he had a pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical concern, which he worked with. Where else did I go? <laughs> I mean, I live in Mumbai, so, and he was heading this, sort of the, the atomic energy program there, so that helped. I would have liked very much to have gone to Cambridge. I would have liked very much to go to um, MIT. Uh, but unfortunately, I did not have the resources to do all that. <laughs> so, um, writing a biography is very deep. Uh, personal insight into an individual's life. Uh, was there one thing in his life that uh, you found surprising as uh, an end product of your research in, in your book? That you weren't expecting, maybe? Um, not really. I mean, I, I think everything in that sense is a sort of discovery because, you know, he had, he died 30 years before I was writing the book. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was very young when he died, so it's not as if, and he's, for some strange reason, I mean, that was another thing that bothered me. When I said I was curious about, you know, uh, about knowing more about him and I couldn't find a biography, I also went back and looked at a lot of books about India. And I would kind of go through the index and try to find his name and it just wasn't there. So um, that, that was, so, you know, so what, what, it wasn't like one had known a lot about him. I had a sense of him, but I didn't really. So I can say a lot of things. I, I can't say they surprised me, but they were fun to kind of discover that he had been involved in a whole lot of things, uh, including you know this this detergent powder, <laughs> of which I remember the advertisement very clearly, oh, a very shrill advertisement <laughs> from my childhood. Uh -huh. But you know, it, so these were little connections that, uh, and then to know, for instance, that he started the first market research agency in India. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. sort of, these were, so. And this is all in uh, the 50s and 60s where, yes. uh, and there's a tradition of his family to do that. Um, you met his uh, widow, Rinalni yes. uh, Sarabhai. Mm -hmm. When you approached the first, with the idea of writing this biography. Do you remember her response? Did she welcome it? Uh, I, I, met, I met his daughter, and the same afternoon I met his son. Uh -huh. And I think I met Minalini probably a little later. Uh -huh. uh, no, the family was very welcoming, and, um, and they were kind of uh, you know, very happy with the idea. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, though, I don't, they didn't seem to have many resources to share right. uh, so that was uh, 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 a bit of a blow because you know <laughs> I had assumed that there would be all this material and 
really there they didn't seem to be that really didn't seem to be much so that was a bit disappointing for me and really hard but and, and being um, uh, one of the strangest things that I found in the book was this relationship that Vikram had with uh, his mistress Kamla Chowdhury mm-hmm. uh, it's very open that was the mm-hmm. unusual yes. thing that I found um, did you approach her as well, his mistress, and was she also yes. supportive of you writing this biography? Um, so I met her in Delhi. Um, I just called her or emailed her, I don't remember which, and went across to meet her. And the first meeting, she, she started by telling me that she would have to know me to be able to talk. And I said, certainly, I understand that. And so she started telling me a bit about herself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then while she was doing that, she just started talking about the relationship and about uh, Vikram Sarabhai and, you know, and various things. And it was a very intense interview. Uh, but that was the only interview because, uh, you know, I, I, I think she just talked and then she kind of seemed to close up, unfortunately. So after that, I tried. I wrote to her and I, you know, and I said, I understand that this is all very, very personal, uh-huh. and I'm willing to, if you'd like, come and just we could just talk, uh-huh. and let's get to know each other a bit. I can send you my work to see what, you know. But um, no, but we, we never got to talk after that, and she died pretty soon after. She passed away. And immediately after, or the period after Vikram Sarabhai's death, do you know um, his, if his widow and his mistress, who were friends mm-hmm. well before they met Vikram, right. did they still keep in touch? My, my sense is that uh, they did, they did have contact. Uh, yes. Right. Would that be perhaps the most difficult element of your uh, research in writing the book, or was there something else that? I think it was. Um, well, it was a challenge for me to try and understand what had happened. Uh, you know, try and understand the sensibilities of each of the parties. But I think the real challenge was to try and write it in a way that was not, um, uh, not in any way, well, I, I wanted to be sensitive. Uh, and I think also I wanted to be respectful of all parties involved because I did not think it was something to be sensationalized or it was, um, you know, a lot of things happen in life that are uh, difficult to explain. And I think that was, that was important for me to try and get it right. And... Um, and Mrs. Sarabhai did tell me that she appreciated the way I'd handled the book. So I, I hope that I did it justice. In the final book, was there anything that uh, you would like to have included but for some reason weren't able to? Hmm. Perhaps if I'd had more time, um, more resources, oh, I don't know. You know, also, well, let me also say, you see, it was the first biography, first full-fledged biography. So I had to do certain things, uh, try to try to write for the layperson as well as the specialist. I had to do, take care of a lot of things. But I think, you know, in hindsight, I would have liked to have somehow placed him better in the history of really? science, maybe. I, I don't know. I Perhaps because I've been later on reading a lot about it and meeting people who... So, but you know, maybe not. Maybe I just because the book wasn't meant for for scientists alone. It was meant for everyone, really, a general reading public. Um, Vikram Sarabhai died suddenly in his sleep in 
uh, the end of 1971. Yes. Uh, he's only 52. Uh, in your book, you describe that when he died, he was reading a book. Do you know what the title of that book was? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Indian space program that he initiated in many ways um, is now almost 50 years old. Um, how would you assess he, his uh, initial ambitions of the social development to come out mm -hmm. of the space program? Um, meteorology, education, telemedicine, hazard alerts, fishing and so on. Uh, to what extent has his vision been implemented, do you think? I, I must say I'm not an expert on the space program, so I, I, this is not a, an expert answer at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, from, from what I read, uh, books like Touching Lives and uh, so on and so forth, I know that they've been written by people associated with the space program, so I don't know if it's a... But uh, it, it seems to me, and from what I read about the success of the program, for instance, weather mapping I mean, and remote sensing, it seems to have done well. Uh, well, that's the only way I can put it. You know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> not really in a position to assess it, I think. And uh, say nearly 50 years on, uh, the Indian space program has matured. Um, the initial objective, Vikram's, for national development isn't the only objective. Now you have uh, um, military, commercial, and scientific elements mm -hmm. in there as well. Um, do you think that was inevitable? That this program would take that direction? I don't think it was inevitable. I don't think so. I, I, I think, in a sense, it seems to me, and I, I may be wrong really, it seems to me to kind of reflect at least the sort of rhetoric that one hears, mm -hmm. or the kind of image that the space program seems to have now, or the, the space it occupies in let's say, people's minds through the media, mm -hmm. uh, or through pronouncements, official pronouncements, is. Uh, Somewhat more, more flamboyant, more uh, aggressive. Um, now, again, I'm, I may be wrong that that's not what is actually happening, but this is a sort of profile it has come to occupy, at least right now. And to me, it seems to sort of perhaps reflect India as it is right now, trying to assert itself globally as a sort of economic, uh, more as an economic powerhouse. Or, Place of opportunity. I don't know. Finally, you have. It's been five years since mm -hmm. you wrote your uh, Vikram Sarabhai A Life biography. Um, do you have any plans for uh, further editions? Maybe an ebook? Um, yes, possibly. Um, I would be uh, talking to the publishers now and let's see what we can do. I, I really think that this is a book that needs to be read widely, particularly by young people. I think he was a very inspiring person. Uh, and everyone I met when I was doing the book to interview them about grown-up people, I mean, they, they cried, you know? So I think he really had done, and a lot of people, I am, every person seemed to kind of suggest that he, he touched their lives in a way that was somehow magical. And so, you know, I think that, uh, well, if you know one could spread that effect. That would be wonderful. Amrita Shah, thank you very much indeed for, for your time. Thank you so much.